Okay, we're back on this Friday afternoon. I'm Jeff MacArthur. And some really exciting news out of my alma mater, Western University in London, Ontario, of course. Researchers at Western believe that they are this close to a reliable test for concussions. Dr. Laura Fisher is a concussion physician at the world-renowned Fowler Kennedy Sport Medicine Clinic and joins us now for more on this. Doctor, good afternoon, and I appreciate your time. No problem. It's actually Lisa Fisher, not Laura. <laughs> Lisa, my apologies. Sorry about no that. Uh, yeah, can we start uh, with the basics? Uh, just uh, what exactly medically is a concussion? Um, well, it's a traumatic brain injury. You get a, an injury to your, your head or you get symptoms based on hit to your body. Um, it's not a structural injury. We think it's more a neurobiological type injury. Um, and basically, you get symptoms for generally a couple of weeks and most of them resolve. In some cases, they don't resolve, and symptoms can be prolonged. Now, why has it been so hard to diagnose to diagnose a concussion? Yeah, it's interesting because there is no um, objective measurable that we can use on a routine basis. So a lot of it is based on patients' reporting of symptoms. You know, they get hit, they get classic symptoms like headache or dizziness or nausea, and we're continually looking for some type of objective measurable like imaging or cognitive testing or blood work or metabolomics. Um, and the closer we get to that, the better we'll be at diagnosing and managing. Yeah. Can you actually see through imaging whether or not a person has sustained a concussion? No. So the uh, imaging would be used if we're suspecting something beyond concussion, so a bleed in the head or a fracture and currently, we can't use imaging to diagnose straightforward concussion. All right. Tell us a bit about this uh, research I mentioned uh, off the top. Uh, I understand it involves just a, a few drops of blood. By that, we might soon be able to tell whether or not somebody has actually sustained a concussion? Yeah, that would be the hope. Where we look at a you know, cascade of inflammatory markers and, and different proteins in the blood, and we take a few drops and can determine if somebody has had an injury recently, and eventually look at recovery patterns. And uh, would this be uh, just a prick in the finger, I'm sorry, and it's just on a, uh, a filter piece of paper? Is that essentially how the test works? Yeah, yeah. so we've gone from you know, doing blood work, uh, which is sometimes difficult, especially in, in kids, to get a poke in the arm. So looking more at developing the finger prick model, um, much like when... You know, with diabetes do their their glucose monitoring so it's a tiny prick in the finger and put the blood on the drop of paper and hopefully we'll be able to diagnose concussion using that yeah tell us how did researchers how did you come upon this uh, find this well i work with a, an amazing team you know i'm the the clinical piece of the picture and the the researchers do a lot of the biological work and mathematical modeling um, and through clinical trials, we narrow down which of the metabolites are are most effective in diagnosing um, concussive injury. Okay, because I think that this is really revolutionary, particularly for a lot of us that, uh, you know, our blood actually holds the, the key, if you will, or uh, actually can, uh, you know, diagnose whether or not you've truly had a concussion. Yeah, and, you know, we do a lot in medicine through blood work, we diagnose many things, so I think it's uh, very exciting that we potentially can use this as a, a clinical tool 
on a day-to-day basis and even develop the on-field model of the fingerprint test. So we well, that might that sorry lead to my next question when you mentioned an on-field model. Just how could this uh, potentially uh, change things, particularly when it comes to athletics and sports where uh, you know there's a lot of talk uh, about concussions, particularly over the last decade or so? Yeah, and imagine if your you're athlete on your team or your child on the team um, gets hit and not quite sure if it's concussion or not. And a lot of athletes feel pressure to get back on the ice and they may not recognize symptoms or even verbalize they've got symptoms. So the ability to do this little finger test on the field and say, no, you're out or now it looks good could be revolutionary. Yeah, so there's no more going to a quiet room and just kind of, uh, I know for lack of a better description, sort of waiting it out and to see how an athlete uh, feels, whether or not there are some, you know, lingering or lasting uh, effects. This would uh, definitively tell you whether or not that athlete can or cannot come back into a game? Yeah, that that would be the hope. I think that's going to be something that we progress to. Um, you know, the management is still going to be an issue that we need to to work on. Um, the days of locking people in a dark room are gone. So right now when we manage concussion, we say take it easy for a day or two and then get back into doing you know, graded exercise, graded return to school, work. So even now from five years ago to now, we're more aggressive in our approach to management. Well, I wanted to ask you about that as well. Can you tell us a little bit about what you've seen during your time there at Fowler Kennedy and when it comes to concussions? Because not only has the dialogue around concussions changed, but uh, you know, a lot has changed about not only what we know, but just how we treat uh, concussions. Just uh, you know, how far have we come in the last little while when it comes to concussions? I think there's been a lot of a lot of great changes. You know, when I first started medicine, um, we were still grading concussions, and that that's that's no longer a thing. Um, you know, there's no set guideline on how long somebody has to be out. We, we monitor recovery based on response to activity and symptom load and symptom burden. Um, we now prescribe earlier exercise as a treatment for concussion as opposed to stay in a dark room. Um, so it's a much more active rehab approach than it used to be five years ago. And just finally, can you tell us uh, your research, uh, where does this uh, go next, uh, being able to definitively diagnose whether or not somebody has had a concussion? Well, we're still looking at doing larger scale studies. So we can use the uh, the findings that we find in a you know, clinical trial and apply them in real world use. So that's where we're hoping to go in the next short while. All right. Well, we will be uh, watching this uh, with interest. Uh, a lot of people uh, will be, obviously. Dr. Lisa Fisher, Dr. Fisher, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon and enjoy your weekend. Thank you, too. All right. Bye. Appreciate it. Dr. Fisher is a concussion physician at the world-renowned Fowley, Fowler Kennedy Sport Medicine Clinic at Western University in London. And we're back after this break. Stay with us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.